The following shear is recorded, edited, and presented to you by Kol Halashon. We wish you an enjoyable and meaningful time listening. Start your day the Torah way, Northwest London, Tuesday, 7th April, Yud Gimel Nissen, Toshin Pei, Rabbi Shlemitzchak Bixen Spanner, the topic of Ar Avoida on Pesach. We're holding now two days before <clears throat> the Gavaldiga Holy Yom Tov of Pesach. People all over the world, Jewish people all over the world, are preparing for Pesach in the physical sense. But at the same time, we must prepare for Pesach in the spiritual sense, and we must try to focus a bit on our avoider. What is exactly our avoider? on the Yom Tov of Pesach. So perhaps we can suggest as follows. There's a Mishnah in Mesech Tes Ovois in Perik Dalad, in Perik Hay, where the Mishnah says, Asoro Nisim Nasu Lavoiseinu B'Mitzrayim. Ten Nisim happened to our forefathers in Mitzrayim, Asoro Al Hayom, and ten Nisim happened on, in the Yom Tov. So when we take a look in the Mepharshim, Rashi says, which means that we know that when Klal Yisrael came to the Yamsuf, there were many Nisim. But in Mitzrayim itself, we don't see in the Torah any Nisim. So Rashi says, we don't know what those Nisim are. Comes again the Rambam, and the Rambam says, what are the ten Nisim that happened, Labuiseinu b'Mitzrayim, so he says, the fact that Klal Yisrael went through the period of the Makis that happened in Mitzrayim, and they were not affected by the Makis, that is a nest. Now, the question here is, what exactly is Rashi saying, and what is the Rambam saying? I think there's a profound message here in the words of the Rambam. And in order to understand, I would like to bring something that we find that the Torah tells us that the ten Makis were there to teach Paroi a lesson. When Moshe Rabbeinu came to Paroi and told him that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a message for him, that Shalach has been a Yisrael, you should let the Eden out of Mitzrayim. So Paroi's reaction was, I don't know who Hashem is, and therefore I will not send out Kal Yisrael. So Moshe Rabbeinu had a mission to teach Paroi who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. Now the Makis served that purpose. As we see in the Torah, that after every Makkah, Paroi came begging that Moshe Rabbeinu should remove the Makkah, and sometimes he made some empty promises, but we see that the process of the Makis was to teach Paroi a lesson. Now, if we take a look through the Makis, we can see that as much as Paroi was affected and he was scared, but he didn't really believe. Let's take a look a bit what happened by the Makis Tzvardeya. By the Makis Tzvardeya, the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu came to Paroi 
after Pari begged him to remove this terrible Makkah, and Moshe asked Paroi, Lemosai, when do you want me to daven Takadish Baruch Hu, that he should remove the Makkahs? In other words, I will daven today, but you tell me when is the time that you would like the Makkahs to be removed. So Paroi said, Lemochor, tomorrow. So the Mepharshim asked, we know Paroi was a Rosha, we know Paroi was wicked, but Paroi to be a Shaita, to be a fool, here he's going nuts, he's going crazy with the Mak of Tzardaya. And Moshe Rabbeinu is here to help him remove the Maka. And when Moshe asks him, when do you want the Maka to be removed? He tells him tomorrow. So the Mepharshim explained that Paroi, even though he saw what's going on, and he realized that what was happening with the, with the Tzardaya, with the frogs, was not something that is a regular occurrence, but he still had doubts in his heart of whether this is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he was willing to suffer a whole night until the next day just to be able to prove, to, to prove whether this is taka from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As the Mepharshim explained that Paroi had a chashash that maybe the, the frogs came and they would go, and Moshe Rabbeinu was coming at a time when the frogs would leave anyway. So he wanted to choose. He's the one who's going to choose when the frogs are going to leave. And that's how he would see Taka that it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let's go on to the next Makkah. When it came to the Makkah of Kinim. Kinim, we see in the Torah, that Paroi finally acknowledged that Edzba Eloikimi, that this is the finger of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, if someone sees a finger... There's no such thing as a finger without being part of a hand. And if there's a hand, it's part of a, a, a bigger thing. So, if they were able to see that it's Ezba Eloikim, why didn't they see that the Ezba Eloikim is part of Yod HaGadoyla, and the Yod HaGadoyla is part of something bigger? So, right away we see that even when they had their reasons to, to believe that it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but they still had doubts in their hands. There's a very nice pshat from the Vilna Goim, who brings out um, in the Psukim in Parshas Va'era by the Makkah of Dever. The Pesach tells us that by the Makkah of Dever, uh, Paroi was, um, was warned, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, V'hitla Hashem me'mikne Yisrael ve'mikne Mitzrayim, that there will be a difference. In other words, the Yiddish, the animals, won't be affected. No, not a single animal will die. Then the Pasuk says, Tomorrow will be the day. Then the Pasuk says, did it the next day. And all the Goisha animals, the, the Mitzvah animals died. From the Jewish animals, not a single one, not a single one died. So we have to understand what's going on. Akadosh Baruch Hu said that Lo Yomus Mikal Ibn Yisrael Dover. The Pasuk says, And then the Pasuk says, Paroi went to, to check it out, 
והנה אלוהים עצמו מבקנה ישראל עד האחד ויכבד לב פרו. So the going says that פרו, he wanted to see if taka that's the case, which means, is the taka going to happen that not a single Jewish animal is going to die? So he went to, to send, he sent people to check it out. What does the Torah say? Loimeis mimikne Yisrael ad echod. What's ad echod? Says the Goyen, there was one animal that died, and the reason why that one animal died was because it was a, an animal that was beshutfus with a yid, so the animal died. So, So the kasha is, I don't understand. You see what's going on. All the Mitzvah animals are dying. So there's one animal that, didn't, that, that died that belonged partially to a Yid. Why is that a reason? So the terrorist again is that because Pare was so much on the fringe and he didn't want to believe. In other words, sometimes in life people are looking for excuses that they don't want to believe. So when a person doesn't want to believe, it doesn't take much to, to brush it off and to push it off and say, nah, this is not a nest, this is not from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Look, even one Jewish animal or partially Jewish animal died. We see the same thing by Makas Choyshech. By Makas Choyshech, Rashi says, why was, what was the purpose of Makas Choyshech? That there were many Eden that didn't want to leave Mitzrayim, and those Yidin were, um, died in, in the Shtoish Shesimei Afeilo, in the, in the days of the dark. Why did they die in those days? That the Goyim shouldn't say, look, the Yidin are also dying. Now the question again, if you see what's going on, the entire Mitzrayim is, is getting ruined, it's in shambles, the, the, the whole country is upside, turned upside down. Why is it, why does it make a difference if they are eaten, they are dying as well? If HaKadosh Baruch Hu told you, Paroi, that this is what's going to happen, and if you don't listen, you're going to get Makis, why do we need to be scared that Paroi will say, or the Mitzvah will say, look, even the Eden are dying? So again, the Territ says, because if you don't believe, you don't want to believe, any little thing can, can, can be used as an excuse not to want to believe. We see the same thing by Makas Bechoyres. By Makas Bechoyres, uh, the Pasuk says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Bachatois Alaylo, and then came Moshe Rabbeinu and he said, Kachatois. Why? Because if it's going to be off with a few seconds according to Paro's cheshben. Avada HaKadosh Baruch Hu is exact, punctual, but it could be that Paro's watch is going to be off with a few seconds, so Paro will say, hey, look, it, it didn't happen exactly at midnight, it happened a few seconds before, a few seconds later. Now, Rabbi Sai, I don't understand. If Moshe Rabbeinu comes and tells Paroi, this is what's going to happen, that when the, the, the clock strikes midnight, the Bechorim are going to start to die. And all of a sudden, the Bechorim start to die. So who cares if it's 11.59 or if it's 12.01? You see that Moshe Rabbeinu's words are being fulfilled. So why was Moshe Rabbeinu scared that if it would be a minute off, Paroi would start saying different things? Again, the terror is, if people don't want to see, they will find every excuse that n- not to see and not to believe. And this is very much something that we as B'nai Yisrael need to focus on. 
Because the truth is that even we ourselves need a tremendous amount of chizik in the Indian of Emuna to believe that everything comes from our Kaddish Baruch Hu. The nature of a person is people don't, can be bothered to try to change their ways or to try to, try to, to fix things because people like a routine, people like that things should be going the way they're used to. And if you start thinking and you start seeing things and, and you start interpreting things that th- this is happening because of this, etc., etc., that fo- forces a person to change his ways. People by nature don't want to do that. So because of that, it's very important that we should be able to, to see and understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. And especially when we're focusing on the Indian of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that we have to appreciate that everything that happened was an Indian of Anes. And the Emes is Azoi. If we take a look in the Ramban, in, in the end of Parshas Noyach, the Ramban says something fascinating. The Ramban speaks about why don't we see that the Torah made a big deal about the story of Ur Kazdim. Ur Kazdim is the story where Avram Avinu was uh, thrown into the furnace and he, he came out alive. And Lechaira, such a thing, is a tremendous, tremendous, powerful story to help people become Maminim in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because this is something that defies nature, it defies logic. But if it's something that happened, why doesn't the Torah make a big deal out of it? That is a kasha that the Ramban asks. So the Ramban says, because when that story happened, not too many people were impressed. People thought it's kishif, it's sorcery, and it's not something from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, it barely made an impression or an imprint in, in the society at that time because people didn't want to believe. And if you take a look in Rashi, in Parshas Lech Lecha, by the story with the, with the Melochim, the Melchem HaMelochim, that Avramovinu waged, so that, um, the Pasuk says that the Melech Sadoim uh, fell into one of those lime pits, and when Avramovinu passed by, he saved him from the lime pits. And Rashi uses the words that now, Heminu ba'avram lomafreya, that people when they saw that Avram Avinu had a koyach to save Melech Sadoim from the lime pit, which was something that no one was ever saved from such a predicament, and anyone that fell into those lime pits died, and here all of a sudden Avram Avinu was able to, to, save, um, to save them from... from um, um, to save him from it. So, so the Maisa, they, they, um, when he was able to save him from it, they, they, they believed Lamafreya in the words in Avramovinus Koya. Call Halashon. So we see from here that the Etzem, they didn't believe. So the question is, how is it possible to understand if we would see such a thing? that um, someone is, is thrown into the furnace and he walks out alive. And he is the one who is claiming that he is a servant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who saved him. Wouldn't we believe? The Tarot says, if a person doesn't want to believe, they don't believe. And we see that even by, by Klal Yisrael. There's a famous word from the Bala Musar that we see by the story of Koirach. 
by the story of Koirach, the Torah tells us by Yikach Koirach that Koirach um, made a whole, a whole machloike with Moshe Rabbeinu and Lemaise, um what ended up happening was that um, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, had the, the, the earth swallow them up um, uh, ho- alive and then after the whole thing HaKadosh uh, Baruch told Moshe he should take sticks and, um, and put in the matos, and, and we'll see whose mata, whose stick is going to bloom. And Taksa Vayifrach Mata Yaharin. So the Balamusar asked, L'Chayra, why didn't HaKadosh Baruch tell Moshe to take those sticks right away? Vayikach Koyrach Mayitzim and Kozdan Levi. Koyrach is gathering, um, making a whole uprising, and he's trying to undermine the Koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu. So HaKadosh Baruch should have said, bring sticks, and we'll see who is right. Because whoever stick is going to bloom, that's the simon that, is, that he's right. So the Balamusas say that while people are in the mode of Vayikach Koirach, making a machloikis, whatever you're going to show them, they're going to find an excuse to brush it off that, and not believe. Only after there was a, a big boom and a big crash, and, and all, the, all the people that stood up against Moshe Rabbeinu died in Amisa Mishuna, that is when you can start bringing sticks and start proving it from such type of things. Because otherwise, people will use every excuse in the book not to want to believe. There's a very nice story that Reb Chaim Shmulevitz brings in his Sefer Sichas Musar, which... Um, speaks about this, this very Indian. And Reb Chaim Shmulevitz discusses the Indian of Midah Keneged Midah. We know that one of the Midahs of Shalak Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Anhogas, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu repays a person Midah Keneged Midah, measure for measure. So Reb Chaim Shmulevitz explains why is it that Midah Keneged Midah is something that's Midahs of Shalak Kodesh Baruch Hu. it seems like uh, something which um, is below Kvayochel HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because um, to take revenge, what is the end of Midah Keneged Midah? So Rav Chaim Shemlevitz explains that sometimes when a person does an Avera, they don't realize they're doing an Avera, because Chazal say, which means that a person has a justification. There's always a reason and excuse why a person is doing an Avera. So if a person is punished, they'll, they won't even realize, they won't even acknowledge that the reason why they, they were punished is because of the Avera. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu sometimes will send the punishment, that a person should focus and, and be able to, to think of what he did and understand that the punishment is just the same like the Avera. This way he'll understand that what he did was an Avera. And he brings many different um, uh, words of Chazal that, that, that tell us all about this. But he brings a story which is something which can resonate. And the story goes as follows, he says. There was once a Rosh Hashiva that had a daughter, and there, there were, she, was, um, she, she reached marriageable age, and they were looking into a Shidduch. And there was a Shidduch that was read, a very good Bokhar, a Talmud Chochem, a Masmid, good Midas. He had every, every mile in the book. But he had one Chisoran, that he limped, he had a limp. And the Rebetzin didn't want to hear of the Shidduch. She said, her daughter is a Mushlemas, why should she settle for such a thing? And the Rosh Hashiva 
he didn't understand because it's, it wasn't terrible. And uh, all the other milers uh, shined uh, uh, strong enough that they, that they overshadowed that little chesarn of her having a limp. But at that point, they were at an impasse, and the Rebetzin was adamant, and the Rosh Hashiva couldn't convince her. One morning in the, at that period, uh, the Rosh Hashiva would get up every day uh, early before Shachris to learn a little bit, and the Rebetzin made him a coffee. And as she was um, walking to serve him the coffee in his study, she fell and she broke her leg. So she needed a cast and she was uh, out of commission for a while. So the Rosh Hashiva um, told his wife that, don't you think that um, the reason why this happened is to show you that you're also going to have a limp now for a while because of this break. And it's not the end of the world. So maybe you would reconsider your position about this shidduch. So the Rebetzin right away told him, no, the, the lesson that I'm supposed to learn is that you're not supposed to drink coffee before shachars. So we see from here, says Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, that sometimes things can be so obvious. Things can be very crystal clear that this is why something happened. But nevertheless, if a person wants, they can find every excuse in the book to brush it away and to say, no, if this is because of something else, and then the whole lesson is gone. Because if a person doesn't want to hear, then there's nothing that you can do to convince them. So we see from here that Be'etzem, the whole concept of the ten makas, is something that only if you wanted to see it that way, that it's a nest, and only if you wanted to see it, that it's Yad Hashem, were you able to see that. But if a person wanted to take a position that it's not Yad Hashem, it was very easy to push it away and to brush it off. And the Emesis Azoi, someone showed me an article of a certain professor, and we're talking about in, in the 21st century, who wrote a whole shtickle uh, how the ten markers, the ten plagues that hit Egypt was totally derechateva. And he has a whole scientific explanation of how the, the story with the dam started with the fact that the, the Nile, um, which is the Nilos, is in the area where there's a lot of red sand. And the red sand is what um, um, uh, all of a sudden the, the, the water overflowed in, on the banks and it pulled in, it dragged in a, a very big amount of the red sand, and that's what made the, the, the river bloody or look bloody, and that's why the fish died. And then he goes on to explaining Sardeya, Kinim Arab, a whole shtickle which you can't even read too far, because if you see the whole attitude, this professor, um, for lack of, of other better things to do in his life, decided to, to write something which is uh, so ancient and, 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 and to, to sort of refute something which, which Claudius Stroll believes, and he had his agenda. And unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if he's Nebuchadnezzar, a self-hating Yid. But the point is that even today, where people are sort of much more normal and people are not as superstitious and people, when they see something, you know, that, 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 that makes sense, uh, they, 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 they look at it in a sensible way. 
Afalpikein, you still have people that are able to, to, to take, um, take, the, take, take the pain of writing such an article, which uh, I'm not sure who is in trying to impress um, or lack thereof, and, and write such a thing. So you see from here that Be'etzem, it's very easy to take the whole Indian of the ten Marcus and brush it off as Derech HaTeva, and what, what do we lose with such a thing? What we lose is that the whole Chizot and the whole Indian of the Emuna is out the window. Now, when it comes Pesach, when we sit down to the Seder and we try to, to, to reenact the, the, the Indian of Yitzhiya Smitrayim, which the main purpose is, as the Ramban says in the end of Parsha's boy, that this is the time when we are machazik ourselves in the Indian of Emuna, because the Yitzhiya Smitrayim and the Makas and the Kriyas Yamsuf and everything that happened over the Yontov of Pesach, that is the catalyst of our Emuna, as we say, that when Klal Yisrael left Mitzrayim, that, that is when that, that's when we were chosen as a nation, and that's when it all started, and that is why the Ramban says we have so many things that evolve the Indian of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, because Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is our reference point, where we always, whenever a Yid needs Chizik and Emunah, that's the famous words of the Ramban at the end of Parsha's boy, that every time in, in, in history where a Yid needed Chizik and Emunah, the Chizik and Emunah came from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But how in the world can the Indian of, of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim be a Chizik and Emunah, when at the same time we have people saying that it's all Derech HaTeva? And the embassy is, there's a whole discussion in the Malbim, in, in Sefer Yehoshua, where he goes through the Indian of, of Kriyas Yamsuf. He says there are those that say that even Kriyas Yamsuf was Terech As the Pasuk says, with the wind, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had a strong wind blowing on the, on, the, on the Yamsuf a whole night. So he says, what happens if you have, even today, if you would have a, a pool of water and you would have a very strong fan that would be blowing on that water, the fan, the water, the wind would separate the water. So the Malbim says that some people um, want to say, and when he says some people means even he, it's in a safer, one of the Svarim that want to say that the whole Indian of Kriyas Yamsuf was Derech HaTeva. And the Malbim bashes it and he says, how could you say such a thing? Avade was Derech Nes. So again, here we go, that we have something which was such a strong um, Indian of Nes, and that is Aremunah. As the Torah says by, by the Kriyas Yamsuf, by Aminu Basham of Moshe Avdoi, and here we have people saying that it's all Derech HaTeva. So what we see from here is that it's so important that when we sit down to the Seder and we go through the Yom Tov of Pesach, our avoide is to be machazek ourselves in the Indian of Emuna and to understand that everything that happened is all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Emes is, there's a fascinating Indian that we see in the Rambam on the Mishnah that we mentioned before about the, Yud, the Asara Nisim, Nasul Avoyseinu, the Rambam says that if you look in the Torah, you will find that by all ten Makkas, it says Beferish, or that there's Psukim that indicate that there was a difference between Kral Yisrael and the Mitzrayim. The Hitla Hashem and the other, other wording that the Torah says that there will be a differentiation between Kral Yisrael and the Mitzrayim. 
the only place where you don't see that <coughs> I'm sorry, the only place where you don't see that says the Rambam is by Marcus Kinnan and he says that Marcus Kinnan even Klaal Yisrael had but they were not affected by it. So the Mufarshim explained why Taka, if by all the nine of the ten Makas you had this differentiation, why by Makas Kinim you didn't? So he says, because by Makas Kinim, the Torah tells us that even Mitzrayim acknowledged that it's Edba Elokimi, that it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So they somewhat believed that this is a mess. So therefore, you didn't need the nest of a hislo because when you see animals coming and only attacking certain people, then you know that th- this is not their hateva because an animal doesn't understand the difference. And when you see makas dever, that as the pasuk says in the mikne bnei yisrael, lo yomus echod. So you see right away if there's a plague and, and the, the animals are dying and only certain animals are dying, so you, you realize that it's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we see from here that by the Indian of the Nitzim, very much part of the whole thing was that Yidin should realize that it's a nest. And that's why in, or, uh, you had to make this differentiation. And only by Marcus Kinnim, you didn't need that. So that's why... I feel, Be'ezus Hashem, I want to suggest that what we should focus on, on this Yontav of Pesach, our avoidance should be that we should realize that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and especially now in the times that we are in with this whole virus business, that people realize and understand that there's a reason why it's happening, and we should be misboinen and make a chesh ben anefesh. And if we will focus on, on the Yad Hashem, and we were, we will focus on the Indian of Ayar Yisroel, Asayoda Gadoilo, Asha Osa Hashem, that everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help us, that in the Schus of the Amuno, as Chazal say, that Ein Yisroel Nigolin Elobis Chusa Amuno. The Amuno is something which gives give salvation, and, and we'll make things easier, Be'ezus Hashem, and hopefully we'll be able to go back to normal, and we should be zoicha this year to, to be, be able to bring the carbon Pesach, v'noichol shomen azvachem en apsachem, b'biyas Mashiach tzedkeinu b'mheira v'yameinu, amen. The shir you've listened to was recorded and edited for you by Kol Halashon. You're invited to continue listening at any time to all the shiurim and drushos in all topics by all the rabbanim on Kol Halashon.